There we go. Hey, kids, thank you. Adults, you guys get to just watch and enjoy the rest of this. Kids, thank you so much. You have done so good so far. You're not a kid? Okay, little people. Little people, you've done so good so far. It's hard to come upstairs and sit in big church. It's hard to sing songs we don't know. But you guys are doing fantastic. In fact, so fantastic, I want to make you guys a deal. You want to make a deal with me? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. Okay, let me, let me ask that again. Let me ask that again. You guys want to make a deal? Perfect. Perfect, perfect. Hey, I'm going to set this right here so you guys can see it, okay? And here's the deal. Three rules, okay? Three guidelines. First, I'm going to have some things where I ask you to repeat after me, okay? And you, got, you know what that means to repeat after? You're going to say something back to me. So if I say repeat after me, let's say Jesus. Jesus. Let's say Bible. Bible. Let's say Trinity. Trinity. Let's say transubstantiation. Pretty good. That is pretty good. Pretty good. Well done. Okay, that's rule number one. Rule number two, there's going to be two different times where we pull you guys up here and we have you help teach the big people. Okay, so when you're up here, when you're up here, you have to be respectful to me, respectful to the others, and respectful to everyone out there. Can you do that? Yeah. Yes, thank you. Okay, third rule. When you come up, you got to go back to the exact same seat. No switching seats. That gets confusing. And then I, then I forget what I'm going to say. Okay, so you got to repeat after me. You got to be respectful and you got to go back to the same seats. Is that a deal? Yeah. If you can do that, at the end of this, I give you a fun dip and a sucker. Sound good, parents? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, let's air shake. Air shake. Anybody not shaking yet? Okay, done. Air shaking. Very good. So here's what we're doing today, kids. We're going to look at a, a chapter in the Bible out of Romans chapter 12. And uh, the song saying that we just saw up there said, if we are the body. Did you guys hear him say that? If we are the body. I want you to listen to the first verse of Romans chapter 12 and tell me if you hear anything about a body in here. Okay. It says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Raise your hand if you heard me say something about a body. Okay, yeah, it was in there. What are we supposed to do with our bodies? Give them to God, right? Anybody catch what it said in here? To be a... A living sacrifice? Huh. What does that mean? What does it mean to be a living sacrifice? Any ideas? Wow, we may, we may figure that out. You got an idea? Do, I'm sorry, say it one more time. To accept yourself to Christ. Accept yourself to Christ? That's good. That's very good. Yeah, that would be being a living sacrifice. Good, good, good. Hey, I want to ask you something. Do our bodies work best, our bodies, do they work best when they're all separated or when they're working together? Working together, are you sure? So look, if, if our body looked like that, okay, that's a mannequin, it's not real, 
just, just say it's not real. It's a mannequin. But if our body were all over the place, would it work good? No. No. But if the arm was connected to the shoulder and it was doing things the arm was supposed to do, would it work? Yes. Yeah. And if the leg was connected to the hip, would it work? Yeah. Oh. And if the head was connected to the neck and it's turning and talking and, and eating, would that be the way it's supposed to be? Yeah, so if all of our parts are working together, maybe we can do the splits. I'll never be able to. Or maybe we can dance. But that's how a body works together, right? So how does this relate to Romans 12, verse 1? Here's how. I think when most people read this passage, they think of the individual, they think of a, of, a, of a single person. They ask the question, how can I be a living sacrifice? What can I do that would be pleasing to God? And those are good questions to ask, but I wonder. I wonder if Paul was thinking of something different. I wonder if he was thinking of what a group of people working together as a body. I wonder if he was thinking like that. Did, did you know that the church is a lot like a body? No. No? Well, listen, Paul thinks so. The guy who wrote this? Yeah. The guy who wrote this thinks that the church is a lot like a body. He said this in verse 4, Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. So it is with Christ's body, the church. Say the church with me. The church. Very good. Christ's body is, is called the church. Say it again. The church. Very good. So in a church, we all have different functions. Some of us act like arms. Some of us act like legs. Some of us act like mouths. Um, but when we, when, we, when we act together, I'm going to get there. That's good. You're a, you're a few steps ahead of me. When we're acting together as the church is supposed to act I wonder if that's what Paul was talking about when he said, be a living sacrifice. Maybe so. Okay, we're about to start moving, so just listen for a second longer. I have this problem with my memory. Okay, I forget things, and I forget what things are called. So I need your help, okay? Um, this morning I woke up and I looked at this, and I couldn't remember what it's called. What is that? Yeah. Oh, good. Thank you. A hand. What about this? Ella. Good, good. These? How about this? Foot. Foot? Tongue. Let me see your tongue. Okay. What about this? Nose. Nose. These, are these all parts of our body? Yeah, they're all parts of our body. Paul writes about different parts of the church body. I want you guys to listen very carefully, and I want to see if you guys can listen for what he thinks are the seven parts of the church body from this passage. This is Romans 12, verse 6 through 8, for those who are following along. In God's grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging if it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Wow. Paul just listed seven 
parts of the church body. And let's repeat after me. These seven parts are prophecy. Good. Prophecy. Okay. Service. Teacher. Exhortation. Okay, now say, now say encourager. Very good. Giver. Leader. Someone who shows mercy. Very good. How many of you could rattle off all seven of those without looking? Really? Wow, let's see. That's all right, I don't think I could right now either. These are parts that Paul says are part of the church body. They're part of the church body. Now, I know that you guys understand what each one of those are, but I need your help in teaching the grown-ups, your parents, what they are too. Okay, so we're going to look at each of those seven parts. We're going to have one at a time. You guys come up, you're going to hold something, and we're going to let them, we're going to show them what this is, and then we're going to teach them. While we're doing this, you guys listen carefully and see if any of these sound like it may be you, okay? And adults, same thing. If any of these gifts sound like you, make a little asterisk in your notes. So we're going to look at these seven gifts. I need a volunteer, one volunteer. Okay, come on up. That's right. Here we go. We're going to look first at prophecy. You stand here and hold this as high as you can. Perfect. Isn't she cute? That's awesome. Show it to them, too. Just kind of turn a little bit. Prophecy. This is a person, this is a person who speaks a message of God to his people. A person who speaks a message of God to his people. A lot of people hear a word like this and they think it's just somebody who's going to tell the future. But realistically, this is just somebody who, who tells the message that God gives his people. Shares with them what he wants them to hear, what he wants them to do, what he wants them to take part in. That's Romans 12, 6. If God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out, which is much, which is much faith as God has given you. On a lot of Sundays, this would be me and my role. Sharing what God is saying to his body. Are your hands tired? Okay, good. Go ahead and put it right in front of your belly. Just like this. Good. And I'm going to have you come and stand right here. Can you stand super still? Perfect. Next, another volunteer. Come here. Okay, hold that up nice and high so everybody can see it. Service. Okay, Romans 12, 7. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. People with this gift, they have a knack to see something that's undone and then get it done. They have a knack to see something that's undone and then get it done. This can be anything from seeing a need in children's church and helping teach to, to seeing weeds that need pulling and pulling them to knowing somebody needs a ride to the doctor and taking them to hearing that a friend is lonely and going and playing with them. These are a lot of people. And they see a need, no matter how big or how small, and they do the task. We've got, we've got people in here who are servers. Just this past week, Miss Jerry lived this out. She heard of a need in the community, and she raised up, and she answered that need. So that is service. Go ahead and put that right by your belly. Go stand next to the little lady over there. Perfect. We've got prophecy, and we've got service. Can you guys say that? Prophecy and service. I see a hand. Come on up. You're ready. Yeah, that's right. The next role we have is teacher. Paul talks about this as another part in the church. Nice and high. Can you hold it higher? Higher? Good. Perfect. 
Perfect. Romans 12, 7b. If you're a gift, if you're a teacher, teach well, he says. How many of you know what a teacher does? What does a teacher do? They teach people. Whew, that was easy. Your time may be short. A teacher in the church is somebody who teaches things from the Bible or teaches things about faith in a way that other people understand. That's key. They teach in a way that other people understand. You can have somebody who is super smart, very, 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 very smart, but if they don't talk in a way that others understand, they're not a good teacher. We've got a lot of teachers. Do you know anybody named Miss Joanne? Do you know anybody named Miss Susan? Like, we guys go by last names downstairs? No. Do you know anybody named Miss Debbie? Miss Kendra? Man, we could probably list off a whole bunch of people. These are good teachers who teach in a way that you understand. And we've got other teachers also. Great job. Go ahead and put your arm down. Is it tired? Oh, my arm was tired just watching you. Very good. Next person, next person, next person. My friend in the back. And I'm going to get you next, okay? All right, you got that hand up. Let's see you hold that up nice and I don't think I could touch the top of that. Wow. All right, you guys remember this word? It says exhortation. Guys, say exhortation. Is that what it says? No, it says encourager. In the Greek, which is what the Bible was originally written in, the word exhortation is paraklesis, and it means to come alongside. So an encourager is someone who comes alongside somebody else and encourages them. Maybe they're sad, maybe they need some... uh, some just basic encouragement. And that's what this person does. Mr. Merle and Miss Connie Johnson are great encouragers. If you guys don't know who they are, make sure you meet them. They live in our, they live in our church. Yeah, they just about live in our church. Hey, good job. Good job. That's encouragers. All right, guys, how you doing over there? Are you following number two rule where you're standing up there being respectful to other people and those out there and everything? Yeah, good. Okay, so... Repeat after me. We've got prophecy, prophecy. service, service. Teacher. teacher, encourager. Good. All right. We got giver. Oh, this one's heavy. Can you handle it? Can you handle this one? Sweet. Can you hold it really, really high so everybody can see it? There you go. Turn around so we can see. Giver. Also in Romans 12, verse 8, it says, if your gift is giving, give generously. Now, a giver is somebody who gives whatever they have without the hope of getting it back. So a giver could be somebody who gives money. They could give their parts of their house. They could give their yard tools. They could give their toys, all without the hope of getting it back. I know that when I give sometimes, secretly, I'm hoping that I'll get paid back. But a giver is somebody who does this without the hope of getting it back. Make sense? You're awesome. Can you hold it right in front of your belly? Good stuff. Stuff. Hey, we've got a lot of givers in our church. One jumped out at me is Mr. Jeff Cates. I don't know if he's here, but how many times have we walked outside as a church and we saw a pickup full of potatoes? And he's giving them. No expectation of giving them back, getting them back, right? I've been on the receiving end from Mr. Jeff quite a few times. I've come home and there's been fruit on my door or car parts or car service or something. Mr. Jeff is a giver. Okay? All right. Next one. Man, I got all sorts of good hands coming up. Oh, are you tall? I'm going to need to save you, okay? 
You come on over here. Yes, come on. Very good. Turn around, hold it up nice and high so everybody can see. Hey, Sam, you guys do, oh, Sam, wow, sorry. JJ. There you go. Hold it up so everybody can see your list because our, our, uh, our, our parents have trouble remembering. All right, so our next one is leader. That's also in Romans 12, 8. It says, if God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. A lot of people think that a leader is just the person who talks the most or the loudest. But that's not what Paul was talking about here. When Paul talks about a leader, he's talking about somebody who can get a group of people motivated and accomplishing a task. Okay, he's talking about someone who can get a group of people motivated and accomplishing a task. Mr. John is one of those. You guys know Mr. John? Mr. John has shown leadership ability countless times, especially when we have like a church cleanup day. He's got a knack for getting people to get things done. He's a good leader. Hey, thank you very much. We've got one more gift. One more gift. I know I'm, I'm saving you. I got, I got something for you. My friend in the polka dots over here. Okay. Mercy. You guys say that with me. Mercy. Mercy. Adults, go ahead and say it with me. Mercy. 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 This one is, is kind of hard to explain, even though it, it seems like it might be easy to explain. You got to hold it really high. There you go. Otherwise, I can't see it. Mercy or Kindness. Okay? And it's more than just being nice to somebody. Mercy, as Paul uses it, is the ability to feel somebody else's hurt and then do something about it. So if somebody is sad, you're able to kind of feel sad with them and then help them fix it, help take their, their pain away. Mr. DJ and Miss Elizabeth are really good at this. And I've heard that Miss Christie is also really good at this. These people are great to have around when, uh, when life gets hard. Man, that's quite a list, isn't it? Everybody, all right, so you guys got to repeat after me. We got prophecy, prophecy. Service, service, teacher, teacher. encourager, Perfect. giver, giver. Leader. leader, and mercy. 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 That's better. Very good. Does either of these sound like any of you guys? Be thinking about it. We're going to talk a little bit more about them. Uh, Paris, let's give them a round of applause. All right, bring your, bring your stuff right over here. You guys go ahead and remember, remember your second rule. You got to go sit back exactly where we were. Now, the rest of you, don't be sad. We got something else coming, okay? We got something else coming. Oh, wow. Do you guys remember how we saw the mannequin up there with all its parts kind of uh, separated? Is it? Oh, there it is again. Wow. Okay. Do you see a whole bunch of arms? Yeah. No, you just see two arms, right? You see a whole bunch of, well, you see two heads. You see a bunch of legs. If a mannequin was just a whole bunch of arms, would it work as a mannequin? No. No. If the mannequin was just a whole bunch of feet, would it work as a mannequin? No. no. We've got to have arms. We've got to have legs. got to have heads. got to have necks. got to have stomachs. got to have everything for it to work. It's the same way as a church. It's the same way as a church. If the church were full of givers, but didn't have anybody who could teach, it wouldn't work well. If the church were full of leaders, but didn't have anybody who could encourage, it wouldn't work well. 
The church has to use all its parts to function as a church as a whole. It's kind of a hard concept to understand, so I need, I think, pretty much all of you to help me illustrate this. Okay? How many kids we got? Who can count? Who can count high? Okay, keep your hand up if you can count. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Perfect. Perfect. That's awesome. We got two teams of eight. I don't know if you guys recognized it, but when you were holding up these signs, they're pieces of a puzzle. Okay? And these pieces of a puzzle get put together to look like a church because all the pieces together make the church. So um, forgive me if this is like blasphemous or something, but we're going to have a race in the church on a Sunday morning. We're not going to run around. We're going to have a race to put the puzzle together. So let me get, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, you eight, come right over here and give me an adult bouncer or two with them. And where's my friend that had his hands raised that didn't get to come up? That was you. What? Yeah. No, you, all eight of you, come on. Come on, come on. Where's my bouncers? There's one there. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Since you're tall, I want you being the cross. Okay? So if you would hand out everything, he's the, the, uh, he's the steeple. Uh, the other eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You guys come on up here. Sam, you'll be the cross because you're tall. And give me a bouncer or two. Okay, so you guys know how to put together a puzzle? You're not going to come up? All right, you can, you can help. Well, you can help. No, that's all right. Come on, Cody. Come on up. Okay, let's go ahead and get these pieces handed out. So here's what we want, adult bouncers. Um, we're going to try and put this puzzle together, and we're going to try and hold it up so that the church can see it. So you kind of got to put it together. Is it, wow, I don't know if it's going to work. I really don't. Uh, but we're going to try. Okay. Do you guys understand what we're doing? No. We got a puzzle here? No. I, I don't either. I don't either. Okay, we're going to put together a puzzle that looks like a church. It's kind of going to look like that, except without the people and without the Bible on the bottom. Okay, this is only a seven-piece puzzle. It's two more pieces of the largest puzzle that I've ever done. But you guys can do this. Okay. Uh, you know, I tell you what, if you want to start doing it on the ground, that could work. Okay? So, ready? Make sure you're at the right side. Make sure you're on the right side. Oh, yeah, you're over there. Get set, go. Go, let's get it put together. Let's cheer for them. Woohoo! Woohoo! Oh, does that work there? Oh, nice. Nice. Oh. RJ, you helped make this. You should know how it goes. <laughs> How are we looking? Oh, Woo! Okay, now very carefully, very carefully. Let's see if we can hold it up so the adults can see. Okay, hold. Adults, 
Do you see how you see how the church is a church when all the parts are working together? Okay? Yes, sometimes we realize there's some parts that are kind of off, but if they were missing, we would be an incomplete church. Okay? Great. Let's give them a round of applause. Let's go ahead and see if we can put them right over here. Okay? Right back here. All right, kids, go ahead and go back and sit down. Remember, exact same seats to where you were. Very good. I don't think we're going to be able to put this back together again. Man. Although I think I may go home and put them together and count that as a completed puzzle. Kids, are you starting to understand that for the church to work as the church, all the parts must work together? Yeah? Adults, are you understanding that? Okay, very good. What Paul says, though, he says not only do you have to know what part you are, you have to do what part you are. Hey, we are super close to some candy. Remember, remember our deal? Super close. Give me, give me two more minutes with you, okay? Two more minutes with you. So Paul says not only do you have to know what you are, you have to do what you are. And you have to do it in, with the right heart condition. And Paul talks about that heart condition. He talks about it in, in, chat, in verses 9 through 21. So just listen very, very carefully. Paul says, if you're a giver... If you're a leader, if you have mercy, don't just pretend to love people, really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection. Take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in the confident hope. Be patient in trouble. Keep on praying. When God's people are in need, always be ready to help them. Always be ready to practice hospitality. If you're an encourager, Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to hang out with ordinary people. I love how he says that. Don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with evil. Let God do that. So Paul says, if you are any one of these gifts, and Paul would pretty much say, we've all got one of those gifts. You need to live in a certain way. You need to love, pray, be patient, work hard, be hospitable, be helpful, live in harmony, hang out with normal people. I'm sure we could pick up other things. Paul is saying, if we are this, then we are a church body. Now, if we do this, if we live this way, do you think it would make God happy? Well, guys, you're getting tired. If we... If we live the way that we've demonstrated, do you think it would make God happy? Yes. Do you think God would see it maybe as a living sacrifice? Yes. Let's listen to verse 1 again. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies, maybe your church body, to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way we worship him. That's kind of deep and kind of profound and yet very simple and very easy to grasp. Easy enough for you guys to grasp it. Hey, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray. Our worship team is going to come back forward. They're going to sing a song. And I want you guys to form one line right here. I'm going to sit there. I'm going to give you some candy because you did awesome. And if you think you know what one of those gifts you have, tell me. I just think it'd be cool if you remember them. Okay? And adults... 
as, uh, as we're starting to sing, I want you thinking too, which of those gifts has God given me? And if you're brave enough, take out a connection card, write your name, and put what gift you think God has given you on it, and then stick them in the offering boxes in the back. I know that as the pastor, it's not my job to do every single one of these gifts. It's my job to help the church be the church and to use their gifts. So write your gift down, put it in the offering box. I'll probably look at it, and we'll see if God can use us as the church to be the church. So let me pray, and then one line really quietly here, and I've got candy, and the worship team will come forward, and they'll sing while we give candy, and it'll be fantastic. Jesus, thank you so much that you've given us your Bible. Thank you that through the Bible you've, you've taught us how to live, how to be, uh, and, and how to be the church. God, thank you that uh, we realize now that, that we can't be a complete church without uh, all the parts working together. I ask, Lord, that you would help us work together as a church so that we can bring others to a saving and living knowledge of you. God, if we are the body, which we are, we ask that you'd help us do that well. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, so first church, Paul says, give your bodies as a living sacrifice. He says, this is the way to worship him. Using all of our gifts together is truly the way to worship God. May God bless you and protect you. May he smile upon you and be gracious to you. May he show you his favor and give you his peace. And may God bless those who helped this morning. Every single one of them. From those that made the uh, puzzle to those that were bouncers to those that sat there with their kids a little bit uncomfortable. Hey, if we are the body, let's be Christ's body. Amen? Amen. Amen. You guys have a great week.